Good evening, or good afternoon, good morning, podcast listeners. It is me, Chris, one of your co-hosts of Do You Expect to Talk? And, and as you can guess when you hear my uh, my rambly voice, um, we're doing commentaries. And it's a kind of a special Ooh. one. Yes, who for Mecca? Um, it's a kind of a special one. It's our 100th episode we're doing. So... Um, if if you don't count certain episodes in in the in the total, yes, yes. I mean, we are. This is a, a preemptive. Episode one hundred. Yeah, this is a preemptive uh, recording. So just in case anything like major happens and we don't reference it. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, this this is one hundred. We do not count uh, Christmas episodes because they're bonuses, and we don't count any sort of charity casts or anything. But this is episode 100 of the numbered episodes. This is the big one, 007. Did we count the uh, initial Spectre review? Yes. So th- th- that was numbered, All right? Okay. Yes. So I'm thinking, we, like, w- yes. w- when we come to Last Jedi, we're gonna have to think about when we release that. But it might it might be worthwhile to kind of like leave it like a week or two, just to like let let thoughts sink. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. I'm not too worried. But uh, yeah, we, we we've got another trilogy of films to cover between that and Enzo. Uh, I was going to say we may not be able to do it immediately. Anyway, it might be something we record after a couple of viewings and put out in the schedule when we can. But we will figure it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, yeah, so tonight's film is a, a Sean classic. It is Sean the Sheep. Yes, Sean the Sheep. <laughs> I've never watched an episode of Sean the Sheep. Then again, I'm not a five. Um, all parents, so there we are. Surely you've seen Wallace, or Gro- um, Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> They're never on screen together. I, Wallace I, and I, all Gromit. <laughs> I've seen Gromit. Uh, I'm not sure about Wallace. Um, <laughs> which one's a dog? I actually don't know. Oh. That's how much I don't know. Gromit's the dog. Oh, okay. I always, think, I always think that stuff's overrated. I don't get what the big... Oh, well, charming. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people just seem to like fall over. Know, I think it's like genius. I'm like, it's British it made as well. It's all right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you have and haven't watched, Chris. But the wrong trousers is brilliant. It's actually, yeah, that's a classic. I mean, a grand day out's nothing special. A matter of loafing death is nothing that special. But the wrong trousers is probably but hilarious. The wrong trousers is, is brilliant, and a close shave is close behind. Hence, Sean the sheep. Is, is yeah. it? Is there a close shave between the two? It is a close shave between the two. <laughs> so those those are both good. And the feature one was pretty good as well, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Which I am. Yeah, seen. I quite enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Yeah. On the big screen you can see all the like finger marks moving around on them. It's really cool. You can unfortunately. But it's very good. Well that's good. I quite like that. I mean it's not like it's meant to be like photorealistic humans, is it? <laughs> Plasticine. Yeah. It's kinda of like when you see sort of like marks on film as well, it gives it a lot of authenticity. Yeah, like cigarette burns and things like that. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it almost feels like it's a it's a a lived in thing, you know. Um, yeah, but there you go. Uh, so, so yeah, favorite <laughs> moments from the first one hundred episodes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're gonna. We talked about Lionel Richie. Lionel <laughs> <laughs> Richie. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm just thinking about Lionel Blair. That's all right. I'm, I, I can just imagine the scenario where, like, there'll be like a, like a ton of humor stuff that we could like reference uh, in yeah. in the hundred episodes that uh, that we don't know yet because we've, we've not recorded it. <laughs> so it's a ton of well, stuff like back to the I, I, I was um, 
I was at one point considering putting together like a clip show. Yeah. And then I realised I really couldn't be asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I was gonna, I was going to I was going ed- to edit together like the best minute or two from each episode, but that would oh, have meant listening oh, to them all. Yeah, well, oh, except, oh, 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 except the handful where I really know. Or you could just like spice together like the uh, teaser trailers of each episode. And you can... Oh God, epic! Well, that's already that they are already on. Uh, you've got basically there's there there are the playlists are on. YouTube, and there's a playlist of teasers and shows for each series, but there is also like a master teaser um, file uh, playlist, so you can start at. We didn't start till for your eyes only, uh, so you can run from your for from for your <coughs> eyes only right the way through like Back to the Future three, and they're they're all there. So, so enjoy, you, folks. Enjoy the best of going on the best of the Xbox talk. Normally the best of the first 45 minutes of an episode because I go, ah, oh, dude, that's a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to spoil the ending here, really. No. Well, the th- thing is as well, I try not to put the absolute funniest bit in the trailer as well. Yeah. Because I just like, like to give people a pleasant surprise. Yeah, not like you movies know. do where they just throw all the best stuff in there. And... Yeah. Well, it's like I start... I start... I started with For Your Eyes Only, and I didn't put in, like, all the fucking Max the Parrot shit. When we, <laughs> and we were killing ourselves recording that. <laughs> Give us a kiss. When we, I put in the, like, you know, put the, you know, putting the anti-theft bomb on the car anti-theft and stuff. Anti-theft bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 1980s. Yeah. I did see online somebody had edited out Max the Parrot and Thatcher from For Your Eyes Only. So, kudos to whoever did that. Yeah. Why did they edit that? Timothy Dalton in? No. <laughs> Not so much. But Thatcher wasn't in it, so that's a bonus. Well, I mean, oh. he didn't change history. I mean, it's just a clip in him. And it wasn't really Thatcher. It's not like he, he's fixed it so Callahan won the 79 election. <laughs> it doesn't make that much difference, really. No, it just looks very stylish. You know, it, it ends on like a, a nice note rather does, than does, Max about going, give it a kiss. Will he, he go all the efforts into uh, working on the Iron Lady? Which <laughs> should be like a blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. nothing for an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the young lady, but I'm assuming at some point Kinnock gets up and asks a question and no one answers it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dennis Fox in air. Oh, and a bunch of old Tory politicians there, like, talk, like talking at something that isn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right near the end of the film, Heseltine plots to bring down no one at all. <laughs> it raises it from history. Oh dear. Yeah. And uh, it's just called the iron. The iron, that's it. <laughs> the iron blank. <laughs> okay, what are we doing tonight then, Chris? Oh yeah, if you haven't mentioned, uh, we are doing a Sean classic. Um... <laughs> oh shit, we got a film to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. A Sean classic. So it's the man that would be king. <laughs> I've not seen that. I really need to watch that. Um... It's not the Untouchables, is it? No. I feel it's on Netflix actually. It is on one of the streaming services, that film. Yeah. Can't move us out or Amazon. The services are available. Well, yeah, not really, yeah, well. not in this country. Well. Other services are available if you emigrate. If you're in the UK, but if you emigrate... Well, not if you're Netflix. Netflix, you. Netflix is pretty much everywhere, so... 
Well, no, but I'm saying we've only really got Netflix and Amazon of those sort yeah, of things. Yeah, Hulu, you know, unless you make a we picture. Haven't, we, haven't got, we haven't got Hulu. No. No, we've got Now TV. Unless you use a VPN or something. But yeah, that's they're principally, they're principally the main they, ones, really. They've got, all the, they've got all the they've got all the Bond films on there in 4K, Hulu, I think. Have they now? Yeah. Ooh, we, we should have Hulu, like HBO and things like that. But uh, it's licensing, though, isn't it? But yeah, HBO's got an arrangement with Sky, so that's yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be on probably appear on Sky because obviously Sky had the Bond movies for a while. I think when Skyfall came out. I'm on Burgundy. <laughs> I can't remember what I was thinking. So it was really high pitched. Diego? No. Welcome to welcome to uh, Sky 007, where you can watch a Bond film. <laughs> so we've been calling for like near, 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 near to like nine minutes, and we listeners don't even know what we're watching yet. We just know it's a Sean classic. Okay, well we can tell you what it isn't because we've already covered um, <laughs> Goldfinger and. Uh, uh, what else have we covered of Sean? Uh, you only live twice. Oh, uh, you only live twice. Yeah, so it's yeah. neither. It's not of either of those. those. So we've, we've, okay. we've Chris, yet, tell us what it is. We've yet to cover diamonds. Mm. Um, <laughs> we will. We'll get there. <sighs> I got so sick of that by the time we got to review. Um, <laughs> Doctor No, Fresher Love, and what's the other one? Thunderball. Well, it's clearly not a Thunderball if you don't know which the other one is. It's kind of weird. I thought I've never seen really again. building up the tension there. Well, listeners, it's one of the following: <laughs> this one, this one, or what's the other one called? It's not that, then, is it? No, no. The, you know the, the, the funny thing is though. I actually thought I've never seen ever again before. I actually thought a Thunderball. <laughs> it's like you know, you know, you know that random non-canon remake of Thunderball. I remember yeah. that rather than the actual official original film. <laughs> I'm sure there's a listener out there somewhere that when you said a Sean classic, their mind went straight to fucking like Medicine Man or or, or, or Entrapment. <gasps> Entrapment would be hilarious. Oh my god, that was definitely Nausea a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tonight for our hundredth episode, we shall be commentating on From Usher of Love. Thank you, Becca. Showing me up as host as always, and uh, yeah, I'm not even yep. I'm not even introduced to you. Way have that like it's it's Rebecca. They must be on tender hooks wondering who it is. <laughs> who the fuck are these other voices? Yeah, it's Rebecca and Dave. Hi. Good evening, folks. They're waving. Worst commentary into ever. Yeah. They're waving. Professionalism. Hey, I'm host. Uh, well, Chris is hosting next week. Well, no, that fucks up my argument. My <laughs> argument was it's my choice next week. So. Octopussy but, again, Dave? Again. <laughs> I, hey, you'll be really proud of me. Right? right. On Roger's birthday, to pay right. tribute to him, I put on Octopussy and I got an hour and four minutes into it. Three. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, I think it was probably the tennis scene that did that. Like, I, w- I was thoroughly entertained for 17 minutes, I think it was. Good job. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay, well, that's, we might as well just get on playing with the film. So, yeah, we're on the, uh, as usual, we're on the DVD, and we're on the Initiate Mission. On the Blu-ray. As we like to call it, Blu-ray. Yes. On the Blu-ray. 50th anniversary box set. Yes, his name's Ray, and he's very blue. He likes to swear. He likes to play through jokes. Um, <laughs> and... Piss partridge. <laughs>
<laughs> and on three, uh, I'm going to press play. So, uh, you ready, guys? Initiate mission page, so. Good, good. Ready yourselves. One, two, and three. Okay. Right, we're playing. So, yeah, we. Oh. I, I was toying the idea of doing Doctor No. Because that was like the first one, wasn't it? Um, it was. And, but I figured that would be Dave's choice, so I was like, uh, I'm not sure, should I go for that? Yeah, although the thing is, it isn't like either or, is it? It's, like, it's not like if you choose it, I don't get to contribute. <laughs> Damn, Chris has chosen it, that means I get to do it three months earlier, shit! <laughs> <laughs> although it won't be my next choice, because my choice is literally the next episode. I don't think it's really wise to go from this back to talk to nobody. Yeah, it will probably it'll be a choice done sooner or later. He could do. I mean, I I was originally thinking the octopusy, but um, hmm. I didn't want to put you through that. that oh well, this, I'll have to go through it at some point. This far early, uh, and actually, with the sound off and taking the piss out of it, it might be bearable. I think uh, you might survive that one, Dave. Yeah. So, so the scene is actually shot on um, out the back of Pinewood of Heatherden Hall. And if you were lucky enough to go to the uh, recent Bond Stars meeting at Pinewood, then obviously you would have been able to see where it was shot and stepped in the footsteps of Sean Connery. Very relatable to our transatlantic listeners there. Yes. <laughs> well, if, if, you, if you were lucky enough to have made it across the pond to the Bond Stars event in September. Then now, what's you. going on here? Sean Connery's looking nervous and wearing too much makeup. <laughs> mm, I wonder why. Could it be that it's not Sean Connery? Oh! <gasps> What's yeah. the relevance of having a double that looks exactly like him? That's not... I don't know. You know. Being really in a boxing it, ring it, and it, then stuck a Mike Tyson mask on the other person. It wouldn't <laughs> make him like, better, would it? It's, Unless it's, it's Mike Tyson, of course, in which case it'd be redundant. I just, I just like, yeah. like that. When, when he takes the mask off, there's that weird kind of <laughs> sound effect as well, isn't there? That's I know. Weird. I like they the probably got, got a moustache. They probably got a session fluffer in to record that. Fluffer. I like the idea that um, Red Grant like would just be thrown off if like he looked nothing like Bond. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> hang on a minute, he's got a moustache. Oh shit, I've been shot. At the moment. <laughs> I'm the so moment confused. I don't know what to do. Oh bugger! Oh no, James Bond is going to die. And that's what would happen in reality. All the floodlights would get triggered. <laughs> Did it in two seconds. <laughs> there's a. Uh, this is probably like the worst dubbing ever in a Bond film. One minute fifty two. There's General Gogo now. Without moving. There's Gogo. He's not playing Gogo. Gogo can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a moustache, so he can't be Bond. That was surprisingly erotic, as uh, Becca, well done. That was. <laughs> That's probably what greedy bastards giving blowjobs sound like. <laughs> Is that the shortest pre-title sequence in the series? Um, no, the world is not enough; it's the longest. Um, I would, I would think so. Mm. Yeah, well, it must be. Is the world not enough still the longest, or is it not like Skyfall? No, I think that I think that still is the longest. No, it is still the longest, about fourteen minutes or so. Come on, Danny boy, you can do a longer one. Why would we want him to? 
Because it actually unbalances the world is not enough. As good as that sequence is, it's yeah. too long. It's really the best. Yeah, you, you, you want like five, ten minutes tops, I reckon. Mm. I love these titles. I think they're really cool. What I, what I think about it is like at some point they had to kind of sell this to like the part of the actresses and, and this series wasn't like massive at the time. At the point where they're filming this, it's like, I, I want to flash some names on your naked body. <laughs> it's art. Just imagine. Eunice Gason. <laughs> I didn't even get to take her in the Layla. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Ted. <laughs> uh, she, gave me a bit, she gave me a quick Peter Hunt job. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Hill. to remove her ring. <laughs> This one's Robert Brown, John, isn't it? Yes, it is. He's looking quite feminine, Nabi, the person who did the uh, sequence, obviously. <laughs> no, that's, that's a lady. I wonder how many of these are even still alive now. Mm. 54 years ago. Probably still working. Belly dancing. Oh, Norman Wan's still, still, still going. I we're, still, we're, for, we're chums with him. Yes, he's a lovely gentleman. Yeah. You might at once. Lionel Bart. Is he still going? No. Load of music. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Ah. <clears throat> uh, Terrence Young. Hey, did you see, talking to directors, did you see Mendes has dropped out of doing a live-action Pinocchio film? Ah, that's so you can come and direct Bond. That's the worry, isn't it? It's definitely going to happen. Since you, since you mentioned it, it's definitely going to happen, but the, the odds have just gone up because they can't get Villeneuve. No. He was the favourite. <clears throat> no, oh, I don't no. know if they can get Jacques Villeneuve, the Formula One driver. He'd have a go. They, they're definitely going to go back <laughs> back to uh, Mendes, like do a final Mendes Craig. He's got to be, the, yeah, he's got to be the leading candidate now. But the problem is, I can just imagine the reaction, and it's just going to be kind of like a lukewarm kind of like. All right, then. Well, he said he said after Skyfall, he'd done everything he wanted to do in that film. And lo and behold, I think that was true. We'll see what happens there. I'm still convinced he might come back and do, do the hat trick. The, the problem is, you know, you're going to have a shitload of the other MI6 staff in it if he's back. And you've got to he'll carry on from that whole Blofeld thing. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like if they That's the problem. You can if you cast good actors in the supporting cast, they all want a decent, you know, role. It, then they're not they're, the days of M being two minutes in the film are gone, sadly. So long as they write like, a good script. Um like a, a, a you tight can enough script. A decent script, yeah. No, it'll be alright, so it'll it'll look not, it'll look cool enough and they'll they'll pull out something fairly decent. Um but mm. it's just when they sort of they work with stuff that's unfinished, and then it's just like, ah, it all falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, you think, well, they've got longer, but they had, they had three years last time, and it didn't make any fucking difference. Yeah, well, the and I, stuff... and like I say, I'm aware I've changed my mind on that film to some degree, and I still kind of enjoy it, but the script is its weakest point. Yeah. I, I think they just... I've obviously... like this set. Is... Cool. No, I, I just, yeah, they obviously just like, had... Problems with, with deciding on what they wanted to do with the script, so they got rewritten here. 
they got different writers in. I think the, I think probably the idea of they left it in John Logan's hands for too long. <clears throat> they left it in John Logan's hands for too long, and everyone talks about what great writer is. Go if you know, yeah, I think he wrote Gladiator, didn't he? But if you go and look at his filmography, there's plenty of shit in there as well. He's not that great a writer. Um, I've always loved that set, and uh, the top bit's all matte painting, but it's really cool. You would never know it's a matte painting. Mm. And I've always loved Kronstein. I mean, I guess this film just doesn't have... Rosa Klebb is probably the iconic um, bad, shot backwards, bad guy it? in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was stepping away from it. It's the shot in reverse. I think that's a clever effect. It looks otherworldly. And later on, in elongate a scene by filming her in front of herself. Oh. They filmed her against, like, you know, a blank background and then cut her in over herself physically. I'll show you when that happens in a minute. It's very clever. A lot of technological advances in this film. And I, I still prefer Blofeld like this. Yeah. Unseen and, and kind of a sinister voice. Yeah. Because whenever he's appeared, he's never been that good. There he is. And there's a scene again. Yeah. But that's Peter Hunt. He could make gold out of these things. He's just a genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I, I do think when we see Blofeld in you know, Live Twice, I think that is such an iconic villain to reveal. Um, but yeah, I, I do kind of think, you know, and he's just a, a voice. Or... But he comes off as weedy. Yeah, he's, he's not the physically imposing. I, I know, that, him, I know that's the iconic Blofeld, but I don't, I don't really like him. Mm. Telly Savalas is a lot better, but isn't just, that he's, much he's of a He's got the physicality of it. But yeah. he isn't that much of a standout in and of himself. And Charles Grace Camp has a row of pink tents. <laughs> he's brilliant. He's great. So just I'm, not, I'm just not fond of any of them, to be honest with you. And Christoph Foltz was a huge letdown. He's either here nor there. So. There, there. She's cut in front of herself. Behind that was originally a shot of, of her talking. And they just <laughs> cut a bigger version of herself over the top of it. That's very clever. That's, it's really clever for 55, four, 55 years ago, nearly. Mm, very clever. That's why the background looks a bit strange. He was very loyal to the white cat, wasn't he? That white cat gets a lot of love. You don't go back a few years later and he's got a tortoiseshell or something. What if Blofeld was the cat? Mind you, if it was a tortoiseshell, it wouldn't fucking sit still. But yeah. Also, going going by Denny, she's a little wriggler. Well, she does lay down, but she does what she wants, basically. I can't imagine being able to, like, wrangle one on set, to be honest. So, Dave, if you were going to get a dog, how would Denny cope? Would she be okay? I don't know. That's kind of the worry. Mm Mm-hmm. Thinking about it. I don't know if you know anybody with a pup who could borrow their pup. For I, I do. I do know someone who's just had puppies. Okay. Whose dogs just have puppies? So you can maybe borrow the pup and then see what happens. So. Yeah, this is this is painted as revenge, isn't it? We you know we'll get we'll send they'll send James Bond, and that's great because of what he did to Doctor No. Mm. But of course, um, in the book. Doctor No, that bit where he's uh, being told to use a different gun is because his gun jammed on him and all the rest of it, and they're describing the end of the book from Russia with Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he ends up there, because he you know, jammed on him and everything. Yeah. That's a fun That's fact. Yeah, well, it, it, from Russia with Love, the book's a cliffhanger. You don't know if Bond's dead or what. It, no, it's proper. <clears throat> Wasn't it in... Um, John F. Kennedy's top five books. 
he put it in his top ten books, top and 10 then list. was and then was granted a screening of it just before he went to Dallas. Mm. So it's very likely that this was the last film we ever saw. Yeah, well, certainly, yeah. Hey, it, doesn't, that, doesn't that remind you of like body swapping Red Dwarf? You can just imagine him going, "This is what I call training." <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Wayne's World. Like, I always wanted to open the door to a bunch of trainers, uh, ninjas training. <laughs> Excellent. Where is he now? Right there. Right there. Don't touch my elbow. Yeah, that's not what he says. Two training area, but that's not what he says. She has been dead a very, very long time now. Lottie Lenya. She died in like 1981 or something like that. She wasn't very old either, was she? I think. I think she was in her. I don't know actually. I think she might have been in her 60s. She was 22 in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she turned down paying Tatiana on the basis that she was too fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Short to the challenge. All, all their all their agents have got third degree burns and stab wounds, but <laughs> but they get the job done. Now this, they're walking straight into another section, and it's the same one. It's, it's again, the same one again. Shot. Yeah. Well, shot from a different angle. This is why he didn't walk in later films. I mean, he's exhausted himself. Look he how much walking walking he's done there. He hasn't had a blowjob in several minutes, so it's clearly not Gogol. He's got a bit of a circus strongman body, isn't he? That, that's yeah, not like what they Charles would cast. Style. Well, no, Charles Atlas was more muscular than more that. Bodybuilder. <clears throat> He's tucking in a lot, though, isn't he? He's been well, he watched the first film and he thought, well, Ursula Rangers did, so... Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be thin, Don. I watched Doctor No not that long ago, and it's, it's, it's quite off-putting how much he's sucking her stomach in. Ezio! I oh, know that's Assassin's Creed Revelations. <laughs> Not quite Ezio. But yeah, Istanbul. Istanbul. A little bit of Russian I've learned from this film. She was really young when they filmed this. I mean, she's still only in her seven. Well, how old was she? She was 19, a bit older than 20? that, twenty two, I think. Twenty two, I think. Yeah. Right. She is like the youngest leading Bond girl. She's like naturally beautiful, though. Yeah, well, she's she looks older. She does look older. She would she wouldn't you wouldn't think she was twenty two. No, I think it's just the way that all she's dressed and how they've styled her hair. Yeah, she is a natural beauty. She's she's you know in, probably she's probably still in my top ten Bond girls if I thought about it. Ursula Andrus is probably the most overrated in the series, but she is sandwiched I think she between... Was, I think she was the first. Well, no, it's, that's not why she's overrated. It's just that one shock. It's... Yeah. She's nothing that special. I mean, Pussy Galore was way, way more interesting as a character, better acted. Sure. I thought, yeah, better introduction, everything. And, of course, she's sandwiched <laughs> between those two. Sure, yeah, it's a bit... Not in a fun let's watch kind of way. <laughs> Plus, she's plus. Her, so I just only had like, like yeah, 
So uh, in the book, this is filth, isn't it? Rebecca, do you remember this in the book? It's proper filth. In in the book, she like she she, 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 she I think she basically changes into a nighty and everything. Yeah, it's like hands everywhere. It's the gist, like, oh. the, 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 basically, it's the gist of this scene. But Fleming being Fleming, it's like you know, uh, trying to get it on with her. Let's have a bit of girl on girl action. Yeah, and she basically runs out. Mm. So what's a, what's a basically she does a Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although sorry, sorry to pull that reference, guys. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't come into a plant pot that was nearby. No, no. no apart from that, <laughs> it was um, no, but it is quite. But but, but, but that, I'm, now I'm just giving myself that image. So uh, it, yeah. it is kind of um, it's kind, it reads kind of tacky in the book. Uh, but having said that, apart from that, the book is really um, really loyal to the, the film in the mm, book. Yeah, they're quite close, aren't they? There aren't too many variants. I, I think it's, it might even be the closest. People say that about Majesties, but I think this is even closer. Mm. Yeah, the two um, are quite close. And, and you, don't, you don't get to bond until, I can't remember if it's like 40 or 80 pages, but you don't get to bond until a fair way in, and you, we're not getting bond yet here either. No, it did take a good while. It, it's pretty loyal, you know, pretty uh, faithfully adapted. What a mission this is, though. Just get some young girl and say, you'll fuck who we tell you to fuck. <laughs> you're the Scrooge and Bond. And of, yes, course, uh, and, of course, morals of the early 60s, they've got to, like, suggest she's had a few lovers, but the audience mm-hmm. can't think she's a, a slapper. <laughs> in, you know, th- that yeah. type. So they come up with a number three. I wonder what number would they come up with now? I don't know. If they were making this. Because mm. three would be too low. Five? They, you know what I'm saying, though. They've got to come out with a number that suggests yeah. actually experienced. But not the hussy. But, yeah. What? What numbers in like how many people? They announced. They like announced that she's got three. She's had three lovers, which would be which was supposed okay. to be mildly shocking, but only mildly shocking. I just wonder what number they come up with now. That just seems like quite irrelevant information. Like also, Harry. Oh my god. I, think wrong I say that every time, but I can't get over it. <laughs> he might just be wearing Ooh, a very, nice very threadbare jumper. <laughs> Do you think he's in the League of Shadows? <laughs> <laughs> so Harry is in the League of Shadows. I, I know the original plan, because uh, uh, Lois Maxwell was offered the choice of, of those two roles. And I don't mean James Bond or Sylvia Trench. <laughs> <laughs> Miscasted, if you ask me. No, she was asked whether she wanted to play um, Money Penny or Sylvia, Sylvia. Trench, um, and obviously we know what she chose. But um, the original plan was Sylvia Trench was going to be in all of these films, spurned at the start of the film, just as about, as she's about to get some right, and then she was going to be the lead Bond yeah. girl in like the fifth or sixth entry. I think it was going to be the sixth. Because it was the last in Sean's contract, I think, and his original contract, I think, was six. Somebody can correct me on that, but it's along those lines. And of course, we never saw her again after this. Change of director for the next one, and that was it. But so she was originally going to be like the 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 love of Bond. Yeah, really. but uh, the idea of her being <laughs> the idea of her being like the lead Bond girl after after he's run off in five separate films with different women. 
does come off a bit like, oh, I guess I'll do this time then, eh? <laughs> we can just imagine like well, the the ending of the film would be like would be them finally getting it together. Yeah, that that. that... It'd be like sort of and then the end will call and he would like sort yeah. of like throw and his of course, watch or whatever like 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 he does. And of course, I don't know which one. I don't know where Majesties would have fallen in that line. Because Majesties is actually the sixth film. She's the lead Bond girl and then he fucks off and marries Tracy <laughs> at the end. <laughs> of course, it's obviously it's a trap. I'm missing. And then, 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 then she gets shot and then like she turns up in a car and goes like, James, you okay? Oh, well. oh yeah, but I'm, fr- I'm, I'm, I'm freaking <laughs> like that. <laughs> what is so good about this though is it's such a fucking obvious trap it really is it's just like well I'm clearly being trapped when we've got no we, this is clearly entrapment but I've actually got to go and find out what this is the whole thing's so fantastic I mean Christ I'm sexy but even so Mm, well, at least it doesn't paint everyone as like idiots. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. yeah. I can't remember it does in the book. Um. Hey, she sent a photo. Actually, oh, she's close. Oh, <laughs> naked from the skirt down. What? <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> just posing for a photo, but no skirt. Yeah, okay, whatever. No, just see your ankles. Oh. Ah, smart-looking piece of luggage. Oh, well, tell us all about this. Well, we basically saw Desmond Llewellyn from middle age through to death from here. Oh, I would have liked to have met him. I bet he would have been a really nice chap. Yeah. I loved him, but I, I don't miss him in the films now particularly, and I really oh. wouldn't be bothered if there was no cue. <gasps> No, oh, I'm what? sorry. You do need Q. I'm sorry. What do you need it for, though, now? We're, we're, we're not at the format of, here's four interesting things, go and deploy them at, at tactical points. That doesn't happen anymore. So, again, it's more padding of people you've got to give something to do. It could, so but Inspector, then it's not a Bond movie, is it? And then it doesn't kind of follow the, the traditional story. Yeah, you know, because it's one of the very best Bond films, and it's not in that. It just doesn't matter. There's no Q in Live and Let Die, either. No, There's but... no queue in Doctor No. It just—it's not. Well, it's the first, important. arguably, and they haven't set up the franchise just yet. You, you use them sparingly. Yeah, use them when it matters. It's really important. It used to be time for the queue scenes, and you'd get four things that he would use magically at tactical points. And I think if yeah. you went back to that now, it would look shit. If you did it all the time, yeah, differently. But if you did well, it, they did, did it. They did it all the time. That was the point, and mm. we don't want that. And and the problem with it is, I say we. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah, but... you. But the problem with it is now, of course, you've still got Q in it now, yeah, and they've got to good. give them something to do. So now you've got, I like him, but you've got Q, Moneypenny, and M. And because they're name actors, they've got to give them something to do. So we have yeah. an MI6 subplot in it, but and that pisses me off. I just want this. Go in and talk to M for a couple of minutes. Try and, your mission. Your, try and put your hand up Moneypenny's skirt, and then out you go. <laughs> go do your mission. Get on with it. <laughs> I mean, look, you can play around a bit. I mean, there's there's been times where like the money penny scenes, but like, been while he's on field, you know, and sort of 
yeah, playing around with that. Just after his wife's been shot, and he's, he says, <laughs> he's, "Are you going to put a diamond on this?" Well, you yes. a, yeah, you can have a fucking bullet. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind these characters being in it, but we've moved away from such a strict formula, and Casino Royale kind of redefined what you can do with a Bond film. And actually, now I think about it, I wouldn't be that bothered if we didn't have Q scenes. But to be fair, you do think, yeah, like not, not every single film, but maybe on the occasional film. But I would, I would kind of miss that because for me, I mean, you do uh, not all the time, but it is an integral part of the Bond formula. I mean, that's the problem. We, if you've we can got have it, it without. It has to be all the time. Particularly now, we've got like Bond films every fucking three or four years. You're not going to call Ben Whishaw back after twelve years, are you? Well, Let's no. have it once every three films. So the problem is, you end up with them crammed into these films, and now that because they're names, you've got to do something with them. Mm, we're, past the, we're past the era of jobbing actors like Desmond Llewellyn who are happy to turn up and do two minutes. Yeah, that's the problem. So actually, I, I want them to minimise MI6. But in terms of like Ben Wishaw, I mean, you see him for a couple of minutes and then that's it. I mean, if you put all of his all of his time spent in, he was at the fucking field inspector. Well, exactly. If you yeah, but if you stick together all you know all his scenes. Hang on a minute. Hold you said he's up. hardly in it, and then I said he's out in the field, and you said exactly. That doesn't prove the point. Well, no, not exactly. But you know, if you kind of take take together all his scenes and see how long it lasts. Well, I'm aware he's not in it for an hour and a half, but he like he appears in about three or four different places in the film. It's too much. He's got his scene at, at the start of the film. He, you see him in the restaurant. You see him on on on. Uh, you see another bit where he's called from the Nine Eyes conference. You see him out in the field, Inspector, and then you've got another scene with him at the end. That's about five scenes. That's way too much for a Q character. Well, he's, he's fully involved. Yeah, he is, yeah. Let Bond go out and work by his fucking self for a change. Or hand him four things and let him deploy them during the film as you always did if you have to. But that's formulaic as shit and would look really tired now. I, th- I think it depends because I think they've re-established what Q is. He's more of like the, the hacker. So you, if you can have like the Q stuff... Yeah, no, no, he's, he's gone for more like a sort of hacker style like, character. I'll just ring Q. Him. He's still mm-hmm. there to equip Bond. Like, yeah, I'll just ring... Yeah, just sort of, just like, I'll just ring Q and sort of like, let like, get to check up on something for me. I don't dislike any of these people kind or of any thing. of these characters, but the problem I've got, and it really, really crystallised Inspector, is that they're all name actors. They, they, they're not happy to do the one scene yeah. where, you know, I fancy you, Money Penny. They've gone too it. big, haven't they? You know, now M has to have a subplot and be out in the field every fucking time, and it does my nut. They've, Once they've, in a while, got... it was good. It, it, it didn't bother me that much with Judy Dench, but it's just been going on for years now. The film's about Bond, not MI6. No, you need to kind of like rein them in a little bit as well. But I think it's still nice to see them. You know, it literally, if it just was a case of right, go see M's office, speak to Judy Dench or um, Ray Fines. Um, but they don't do that, and it's because no, it's I know. Ray Fines. That's exactly. the problem. Oh, look at the Harry Potter films. You know. In terms of as Voldemort kind of a threat, agree and go agree, and then you only see him probably for great chunks of time in the last two films. So just because it's very fine yes, doesn't mean he ruins his. Yeah, but he's a shadow. If he was, you know, if he was Harry Potter's head, if he was playing fucking Dumbledore, you'd see loads of him. That's closer to M. If you had to like carry, I mean, he's, yeah, he's isn't, you're not complaining about Richard Harris or Michael Gambon ruining those films, are you? Yes, because they got fully, they got a yeah, huge exactly, roles in exactly. them. Different. 
Yeah, but Harry Potter doesn't fuck off to Switzerland and spend <laughs> the, the film killing people and shagging. He's at school. <laughs> There's bound to be a few of the teachers knocking around. You know, if 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 Bond did nothing but sit in M's office, M would probably be there. You know. Anyway, so this film features Karen Bay, and unfortunately, this is the actor's final film because he passed away after the uh, end of this film. Very sad. He, he died before the film was even released. He did, yeah. He became very Months poorly. before it was released. They, they, that's the reason you see a lot of him sitting down. When we get to the gypsy camp later, he's limping. Yeah, he, he didn't um, see it very clearly, but it's, and it's, I, his I'm is told a way. there are scenes where he's literally being held up. Yeah, he's having to be supported, isn't he? You think? So the guy was in agony. And they were going to, like... Um, set, give him severance and let him go. But he begged because he wanted to provide for his family. And so they rearranged the schedule so he was done shooting earlier in the year. Now, he went into, I think it was the Mayo Clinic, but it was certainly a clinic in America. Um, and he went in with a gun smuggled, and he shot himself. And that was in, like, June. And the film didn't come out till like, November. No, very sad. So he was dead months before this was released, and he was terminally, like, he was on his, he was in agony months before this was released. So... This is very. Any time you see him, you're very early in the schedule. A lot of pencil moustaches in this film. It was a style at the time. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get away with that style now. Actually, though, it's pure luck. Bond never had one of those, and it wasn't established into the character or something. No, he could have had a beard. Yeah, I don't know the difference it would have made. He could have had a poirot. You could have had a Brannas. Which one, a C-shape or Brannas? <laughs> or used to know. Brannas is, is scrumptrelescent. <laughs> That's a great word. Brannas needs a film in itself. Perfectly prominent word. It'll get its own spin-off. A, 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 a buddy <laughs> cop comedy with Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> <laughs> or Johnny Depp's pencil moustache. as wretched. Yeah. That would be... That would be... Oh, the female sash... Pants moustache, <laughs> no, because it's Johnny Depp. I miss this. I miss oh, this. Oh, poor Johnny. Yeah, it's a really good scene where Bond's basically checking, checking Freddy, for bugs yeah, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's I would it's love one of these scenes to reappear. It? it is, it's yeah. Doctor No, yeah. I it's basically Bond it's... doing his job being a spy. Yeah. We had the same in um, Live and Let Die as well. Yes. Live and Let Die is kind of loosely a remake of this anyway, really. They're all essentially remakes. Mm. Uh, well, well, well License to Kill, ain't. No, that's not that sort of one of the Loads of them aren't, but there are certain ones where they come up and you go, yeah, well, that's very similar to. Yeah. You know, Diamonds Are Forever was kind of Goldfinger again. So was a view to a kill. Yeah. In spite of me and Moonraker, one's in the sea, one's up in space. Mm. Yep. Do you think they're going to do that again, remake? Like. Another old Bond film. I think they're very. I think, as, they, as I think they always try to be careful to avoid the exact same beats now, don't they? Instead of remaking their own films, I'd rather they turn their attention to getting the rights to the continuation novels. I don't think we mean literally remakes, though. I mean, it's not like A View to a Kill came out called Goldfinger. It just was very, very similarly. The plot was vaguely and, similar. And the plot was similar, yeah. I don't. I've read enough of the continue. I, I haven't read enough of the continuation novels to comment. I mean, the couple I read were Raymond Benson, and I didn't think they were that amazing, to be honest with you. 
No, they've kind of dated. Do you think they were great at the time? I read them at the time and just thought, well, it's fine as a book. I didn't think they were terrible. No. But I wasn't desperate to see the film version. Some of the John Gardner ones, for example, they, you would need to do quite a lot of work to update them. They could horribly. But he drives a Saab, which is pretty cool. Yeah, see, I don't want that in a film. Do no, we really want Bob driving a Saab? No. If I turn it into the Aston, it'll be alright. <laughs> He's dead. Who'd have thought that's, that's, a, that's the same guy who plays Quint? I know. Yeah, I mean, I thought that at the start of the film. I mean, he, I mean, I think he had a drink problem. So I think he, he did age unusually. Yeah, you watch that and then you watch Jaws and he just thinks he looks a hell of a lot older. Yeah. I mean... He still looks burly, Yeah, yeah don't, don't mess with him. He burly, died man. three years after Jaws and was only 51. So, I mean, he's 48 in Jaws. And 36 here. I can just... I, all I heard then was Chris, Chris from The Man With The Golden Gun going, When are you gonna fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what she says, isn't it? <laughs> that that's her entire story arc. That's her whole character. Like, just twice. Why more? What? Why? <laughs> I love that. Oh, Becca's so innocent. She went, "I'm your wife." No, that's not his wife. That's not his wife. <laughs> nothing about that scene that says that's his uh, wife. That's his lover. Yeah. That's a living lover from Liverpool. Um, he's getting bored with her. It's a very close friend. Oh well, guess I'm gonna have to have sex. Back, back to the salt mines. Sex with the salt mines. Worst slang for a vagina ever. <laughs> that could be a big wedding ring she's got, but obviously on the wrong hand. But if he wasn't a horny devil, he might have been dead. <laughs> Just. Just, just a quick note. I love how uh, the explosion in this film gave off like a purple light. Uh, I think it was probably set off by the Joker or something. It's like psychedelic. <laughs> I love Sean's walk. It's swagger. It's pure swagger. I've just noticed he's got his hand in his pocket. Like so. Daniel's, cr- Daniel's is kind of similar. Yeah, that's where he's got the style I wonder, from. I wonder where is that where he got it from then. Certainly, the suits are based on these as well. Although they keep putting Daniel in ridiculously tight suits. Yeah, he does kind of look a little bit like he's have to be sewn into them. That's kind of what Chris was saying, though. That the first two films were of a such different style. Oh, I mean, I, I know the editing was batshit, but like, give me something that looks a bit more like Quantum of Solace in terms of like costume design and all that sort of thing. What, let him get back to wearing like a crap t shirt like he did in. Well, he wore suits in that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, but I can't think where he. But but now he's always in a suit now, in uh, Inspector and. um, Not, well, I suppose not, I suppose in the beginning of Skyfall, but once he went on the mission, he was. I suppose how's that? I don't like those suits he wears, though. Just too tight. It's one of the reasons I don't... Well, too stylized. It's kind of the reason I don't want Mendes back, because, I, I, I mean, I know everyone banged on about the look of Skyfall, but there's something inherent to the design of two of those two films that I don't like as much as the two that preceded it. 
they're a lot greyer somehow. And I'm not like an officiado of Ben's style. Um, but Nor is am it I. down to. But could it be down to. Um, like movie fashion? Uh, whereas Cena Rails has a genuine, like, well fitted suit, whereas. Yeah, I do I wonder if they're trying to show off his physique more like... and remind us what a hard bastard he is and stuff like that. And it's like, put him in a suit that fucking fits him. Now, this is the first shot from from, Russia, from Sean, a Sean Connery film I can remember. Now, I don't, I probably didn't start watching it here, but when you, if you said from Russia would love to me in the first two or three years I knew the Bond films, I would have thought of the shot. Just stuck with me for some reason. <clears throat> I've I've always remembered this bit. Yeah. But it's odd out of um, quite a few of the Bond films. I remember watching this when I was dead younger, and I, I, I was quite keen on it. Even like from a first, you would think you a, might have a problem. A young age. I think I think Sean's half the reason. And that train fight, and, well, and Lottie Lenya. To be honest with you, it's got lots of really good aspects to it. But um, I think it's just really well paced, though, isn't it? Yeah, the, like, I've, you know, like. Even before the I've only got, bit, I yeah, was the only prob- the only bit of this film I've got a problem with is the gypsy camp. I get bored during that. That's about it. So I quite like that, but then there was a lot of shooting, so <laughs> Sean always looks very serious. No serious face. All, all I mean by that actually is um there is a difference between Sean's got a slightly... I mean, I'm not saying he's the most ragiest actor I've ever seen, but, like, he's all business here, and later when he's chatting up a woman, he's slightly different, and when he's fighting, he's different again. Sure, you know, Roger would be wearing a smirk here. <laughs> or he'd, he'd, have a quip, face he he'd have a quip at the ready. Bottoms up. <laughs> I'd have a quip and I... Oh, I'd up. like to get a closer... <laughs> I'd like to have a closer look at that. Not a bad. The file, I mean. But yeah, um, Daniel's suits are very, very based on this era, but they're just tighter. Not a problem with that. They they don't fit, Rebecca. It's all wrong. No, they do look very ill-fitting, especially during any action scenes. That's all to accentuate his muscles. Hmm. On that logic, we should have put Piers Brosnan in a fucking tent. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, it, it, they do kind of look really ill-fitting. I mean, they, they are very smart, but I just kind of think, oh, really? You know, sort of like, breathing. Yeah, you think back to the film, the, the suit they put him in at the end of Casino Royale, and you think, perfect. That was ideal. I don't know why they... Didn't stick with that. Him. Yeah. And he was wearing quite a nice suit at the start of Quantum as well. I know it got trashed yeah, very quickly. Very dapper. So yeah, I t- hope Mendes doesn't come back, but anyway. he will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I can just imagine the reaction of like being really lukewarm, or like kind of they they're holding it as if it's some sort of big surprise. Everyone's going to go. Well, oh, the general public quite oh like him. God. They are two really high-grossing films. I know. I think 
but I think after Spectre just, it's just was not like, the, oh, it's just not okay, the direction yeah. look or anything I want yeah I actually thought it was one of the few that thought Spectre looked better than Skyfall looked better but even so it's it I just don't like the direction the design the, the throwing in the MI6 people way way too much get somebody else mind you Purvis and Wade are right in it so I don't know what difference it makes I I think I think the problem is mostly at the production anyway. It's always going to be uh, Buckley and um, yeah. um, Michael G. Wilson. It's a controversial view, um, and I've explained it on a different podcast. I explained it podcasting with James Murphy, actually. But I made a very strong case why I think they should now sell it. And I've, I've always been an Eon fan. I think they've did a, done a wonderful job with it. Um, and, and I understand the risks of passing it on to another company, but I'm genuinely at the point now that I want them to sell it. Is that just to freshen it up a little bit? They're getting too. They're getting too old. The problem is, I mean, we're getting the gaps between films are getting ever longer. And I remember Craig being interviewed last year when he was uh, just he finished filming Logan Lucky because he had the blonde hair. And he was saying, I think everyone's tired. And I think, well, that's what happens when one of you is nearly 60 and the other one's nearly 80. And there's only two of you. You're a small crew anyway. You've reached paralysis on doing anything new with the, the saga. You don't really know where to go next. And the problem is they just don't know how to play the game. You get to, like, Bond Day, you know, at October the 5th, 55 years since it started, and we got nothing. We don't get any decent Bond video games. They've got no presence at, like, Comic-Con. We don't have any version of, like, Star Wars Celebration for Bond or anything like that. No, I mean, it's all fair play to them to be protective of their brand, but they are being too protective to this extent. No, they just don't know what to do with it. That's the mm. problem. They, I, I don't think they have the skill set now. And uh, anyone, will, uh, you know, I think until you think about it, the natural reaction to what I've just said is horror. Because it's been this family business and Albert Brock, you know, Cubby Broccoli and Eon. Yeah, that's all wondering if they, if they do let somebody I, else, it's going to dilute that brand. But that's simply not the case. Well, I just think fucking sell it. There's a risk in that. There is a risk in that. But, you can, I mean, there, there are, I honestly think, you know, it needs to go to somebody where you can get them out every two years, three years maximum. When one finishes, you know the release date of the next one even if that is three years in the future, not it goes quiet and no one has a clue what to do next. Um, where there are video games, where there are presences at Comic-Con, where they do know how to market the property properly, where they do do interesting extras and proper like releases beyond the fact that Lowry restored them 12 years ago or whatever they did. That's the most important thing. But, I mean, you think back to Anniversary... Let's go back and, and restore them again. So. Well, no, the point is, they got that bit right, and that is the most important thing. They are restored in, in 4K and stuff. Yeah. That is the most important thing. But that box set came out, and it had all the legacy extras, so yeah. I, the stuff that was on DVD in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, the special editions, yeah. But nothing else. No, they, that was, that was the, the newest extra, thing. The extras disc had just, I think, all the theme site sequences put together, and that was it. The video game that year was embarrassingly poor. Um... You had everything or nothing, but it only got a DVD release in this country, and that was a year later. And it was only shown on, I think, like Hulu or something like that in the United States. It, I just think like that they should get out of the game because they don't know how to play the game. 
and that's not to knock anything they've done. They've been terrific. But how long is it going to be before we have six years between Bond films? Mm-hmm. It's getting fucking silly now. Give it, give it to more of a, a, a production fucking machine. It doesn't stop. I mean, Disney bought like um, Star Wars and, Pi- and Pixar and Marvel. And as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't massively affected the, the standard because they're still working with people who have talent. You still call people in with ideas. You know, it doesn't stop. If you want Sam Mendes to make a Bond film with Daniel Craig in it, it being owned by, like, Warner Brothers or fucking Amazon or even Disney doesn't change that. But it does It does stop them going, oh, well, we'll wait four years. Because that's unacceptable. That's going to damage the brand over time. You can't keep putting out two to three films a decade. Sell it. I genuinely believe that. Sell it. Yeah, so I always, I always feel like what frustrates me when they keep going. You know, it's right. It's like no, your Bond's not getting any older. Like we could have had in this time. I think about how many could have had at least another two or three Craigs. Yeah, like had they had they got their shit together. They don't strike while I mean, the iron's hot, and people are getting a bit bored of the Daniel Craig era now because they want a change of tone. And you think, well, actually, he should have done five films, but in a couple of years less. Or six films at the same time. And, and yeah. It's just what we shouldn't be. The tail's wagging the fucking dog. And yeah. what bothers me is when a film comes out, they don't have a clue what they're going to do next. They don't know when the next film's going to be. They don't know what it looks like. They've got no idea where they're going plot wise. It's got a complete hand to mouth way of doing things. And I'm sure there's, there's people listening to this who are horrified because it's Eon and, and they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of exalted. It's not to say they haven't done a great job, but what, where's coming next? You know, I know Michael G. Wilson's got a couple of kids, but I've seen Greg's name on, like, the video games, and they were shit. It's like, give it to people who know what the fuck they're doing and have the time to put to it, because four-year gaps are, are nothing in between. And now they've repainted themselves into a corner. We've got no idea how the next film's going to get themselves themselves out of that. It's it's time to move on. Well, why did he separate issue? Why did he bother just like ditching both those two guys in the league? No idea. Yeah, it seems a bit pointless, really. <laughs> it says quite a lot that actually I'm not commentating over this bit because I've never really liked it that much. Although that bit's cool because he's kind of like, what the fuck? But um, what I was going to say? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm. Yeah, what's always frustrating me is how they always just seem to like be taking like three or four years streaming for each films now it's too long and I understand it's like production issues really held it back oh, we understand the whole uh, MGM thing that was yeah. fine but when it went to three years I thought that is the absolute maximum of what's acceptable I'd wear three but I want to know when it comes out October, November 2019, that the next one is definitely three years afterwards, you know, and that there's some way along in the process of developing it. And for that, you actually yeah. need, you, you can, you've got to have more than two producers involved. I, 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 I kind of agree with you cause, uh, to some extent because I, I, what frustrates me is, is the lack of a plan. It's like, have some sort of idea of where you're going, even if it, even even if they're not 
all related, which I kind of wish they would be, yeah. not all like be all synced together. You know, like okay, we'll have a a, a film where Bond goes to this location and we'll play with these ideas and and entirely sort of Star, idea, Star Wars knows what, Star Wars has an idea of what's going to happen for the next fifteen because years. the thing the that, thing with scripts know, is that yeah, go on. No, the thing fine. with scripts are thing with scripts is like you know they don't have a budget you know you you, you, you well you do you, sense, you have to hire to a writer but you can literally but it's not yeah, it's not that expensive you, in the process can, while you're while you, while you are shooting the current bomb film there's no reason why you can't just right um right here's the ideas right right as a script be ahead of the game have it ready and yeah. it, like literally like by the time the new one's out you've literally got a new bomb film like Set ready to start shooting now, if you know, if possible, or it's basically down to the actors when they're available. It's not that I think people can. You know, it, it, it's not organized. that I think people can do it better than 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 Broccoli and Wilson particularly. It's more the fact that they they are only focused on a small part of it, in that there's more to marketing the product and and filling out a, a world than that. Um, and I, it pisses me off that they're never at a Comic Con or anything like that. Um, but it's also the fact that they aren't getting any younger, and they want to do other things as well. I mean, they've they've just made that film about Gloria Graham, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, Bond is your bread and butter, and, and to keep the fan base going, you know, you've got to have Bond films more often than this. Because think of a younger person now. I mean, when, you know, somebody who is at like 15 in 2019 was 11 when Spectre came out. That's a fucking lifetime when you're that age and you're a completely different mm. person. And we all fell in love with Bond as a kid. Uh, I think you've, you've got to try to be every other year, but every third year we'd all understand and accept. But once they start going to four years, for no other reason than Daniel going, I think everyone's a bit tired. What, really? That, that's not an excuse. So we won't get a Star Wars film next year because everyone's tired. Is that all right? <laughs> Sell it. You know, play the game or get out of the game. Well, th- well the thing is, though, if, if they pull the finger out to, to some extent, I mean, obviously, I don't think the, the MGM... No, that, that sort of thing helped. can't be helped. You know, Craig, Daniel could have done five films and then, like, well, well before then, and it's like, right, I'm out, okay, fine. Yeah, and then we all have sort of five relatively decent films. I mean, obviously, you know, not all not all can be winners, but that's the that's the name of the game, yeah. isn't it? Um, it, you know, I'm I'm much rather. I, want, I think what I'm saying have... is, I want more of a roadmap, and I want more of a multimedia strategy. Yeah, this is how you, Dave. I think... <laughs> I, I, I am not one of these arrogant enough to think I can do it better but I recognise that it needs more than it has now and they can't go on mm. forever the fact is Michael G. Wilson will be late 70s by the time the next one comes out you know what I mean and it's like well how many hand years hand it over to you... Greg yeah. your turn yeah but just handing it over to family who's to say Greg's going to be any fucking good at it he might sell it on to somebody well, why the they ju- well, they might as well just sell it then, rather than give it to some kid to fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Greg's it's really like, well, well, you know what I mean, though. It's like, well, what's the point of handing it on to Greg to sell? They might as well sell it themselves. She should have kept her mouth shut. 
and and then we might have we might actually get some decent fucking home releases with like good extras and decent video games and like interviews and fucking other things and you know I remember yeah, it's difficult I, to kind of get a, a game made as well because I mean Activision kind of went down the pan a little bit and also you got like Rockstar and everything I think they if Rockstar got a hold of of a get of a get one franchise they would Rockstar be able to do it some uh, some justice Rockstar wouldn't want it Rocksteady might though <laughs> that's that's true that's true. Um, but it's just yeah, it's, it's a sort of difficulty of getting into the game market as well, and, and choosing the right studio who would do justice. Well, they haven't um, chosen one in five years now. Well, no, this is it exactly. It's, so, it's but, fucking you know, stupid. It it's really just one of those is. Things. You know, and I remember someone saying, "Christ, we'd end up with a Lego Bond film," and I think, yeah, what would, what's wrong with that? I would love that. That would be that amazing. Would be fucking brilliant. What's wrong with that? I'd love a Lego Bond video game. Think of all the, all the ones you could do. There'd be twenty-five I mean, of them so obviously, far. Obviously, I said this. Do you, do, do you think? Dave, do you think also that 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 reaction or that perception of the action is kind of might be part of the problem? There's, There's that an inherent sort of conservatism resistance of like ways. yeah, there is. No one ever wants change. I mean, Christ, but Becca's a good example. Very typical Bond fan. I just said can Q, and she fucking like. But <laughs> 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 and also, I would quite like Lego Lego Bond. That would be hilarious. Some you know? people want the same Bond film every two fucking years. Genuinely, they just want the same well, fucking I, thing. I'm, to be fair, to go back to that argument, I'd, maybe not. All the time, as as we've seen, obviously, as Sixteen Hours very, you know, is, is celebrated, and we don't see any of, um, occasionally, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, it has to, like, Quantum, for example, doesn't contain contains very little of those elements. They are there, but just not in you know, any way. Quantum would be a great film if it wasn't edited by somebody on fucking drugs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's why that's by the bio. But it's kind of like you, you have to have them show up at some. Some stages because it's generally it's not a Bond film. It's just you know your generic spy thriller. To be born. I've always seen Bond. I've always seen Quantum of Solace as a Bond film. I don't have a pro- you know it's not any worse because you didn't well you did order a martini in that one. That's a bad I, example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but for, yeah, I, for me, I it's just kind of, I just get tired of it that like as soon yeah, as I mean, you yeah, not, to, as soon not, as you not say all the time. to people, it's not that. It's as soon as you say to anyone, Eon need to sell it. It's fucking uproar, and it's like just <gasps> think for a minute. We're hardly think of the benefits. We're, we're hardly getting any fucking films, so, exactly. and that's all we're getting. You know, it's like think a bit wider, for God's sake. Now, I, I appreciate you can overexploit. Now, I think people think in very binary terms. They think what we've got now versus the most ridiculous oversaturation oh, you can imagine. People imagine that like some company are going to buy it, right? And then we will have. You know, two Bond films a year, and a Money Penny spin-off, and a fucking Felix Leiter spin-off, and MI6 on TV, and five video games a year. And I just don't think that it's one or the other. They can do more than they're doing now without massively oversaturating. Yeah, I think I saw so that. That's that, that there's what there's risk in like... it, Chris. For everything I've just said, it's risky. Yeah. Well, that's name. That, that's always the. There's always risk in everything, though, isn't it? Really, yeah. potentially. Um, but what would happen with, like, say, like a partnership? Because there's 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 talk about going to um, Warner Brothers, isn't there? As so as possible. Or, yeah. Or, 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 I mean, it's, it's going to be Anna Burner you know. next time in um, America. That's been announced as a distribution. Anna Purna. It's going to be what? Sorry. Is she. The <laughs> little independent. The little independent run by Megan Ellison. The small studio yeah. that's going to be, they're going to distribute in America. It's Bond twenty five. The Annapurna. Yeah. 
That's what I just said three times. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> they're gonna. Um, they are gonna. Yeah, they they could do with a long term deal and a long term strategy. That's all I'm saying. And Eon are, are, are too small and yeah. run by two pe- people too stuck in their ways, trying to be Cubby Broccoli still. Well, the world has moved on. Cubby Broccoli didn't need to go to like fucking Comic Con because for most of his career it wasn't there or it was tiny. Cubby Broccoli didn't have to think about video games particularly, although there were Bond computer games in the 80s, because, like, the technology wasn't there that's there now. And, um, you know, Bond... And also, we were much more of a studio system then that they could demand Sean Connery did a film every year. You know, most of the time. They only they only gave a bit later on because they were in fear of losing him. So they've not adapted... It's the efficiency the as well at the time, as well. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't think for a second they can make a Bond film every year. I don't think they can. No, I think I think that's probably pushing it as well. But um, two years, yeah. Well, I think so. But you know, if you guaranteed me three, I'd take it. Once you start going to four, it's getting fucking stupid now. Because you get used to that for a few years, and then suddenly there'll be a five-year gap for some reason. And it's like now, Pat, sell it on. Give it to somebody who can like churn them out faster than that. Is is it um, is it uh, two thousand nineteen? Yeah. The, the yeah. And there's no real reason. I know they've got to work out a distribution deal and all the rest of it, but I mean they've they've pretty much fucking sorted that. It's just uh, it's it's too much. And if distribution uh, is the problem, then sell it outright to a distributor. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty of studios that do their own distribution. If if people are saying, well, it's not their fault, they've got to get distribution in place, well, there's something broken with the arrangement. I I, I find it difficult to as a, as a even concept because, like, I just think, it's a Bond film. It will fucking yeah. sell. Like, it's, it's not, you're not going to have... Yeah, like, it's like, well, we can't start spending until we know who the distributor is. Film, I'm, I'm, yeah, they are going to give They are going to give you the money, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he's like, no, this will make money. It's not, not like you've got a brand new canon film with Daniel Craig and we're having like a hard time. I just think I just think fine do, do, do the next one, but then let's let's have a fresh approach after that. And I, I don't want like it to be overexploited. I don't want it to be ruined. I, I understand there's risk and it could blow up in our faces and fuck up, but it can't go on like this. As popular as the last two have been there's going to be a shop down, downward trajectory if they keep going like this. Who would you like to see take over? Don't give a shit. Studio just sell West. it somewhere. Don't give a shit. Genuinely. Oh. Not Fox. Disney. Disney would be fine. A lot of people talk like that would be a tragedy, but I think they'd do fine. Because what Disney have done is given quite a lot of um, independence to the studios anyway. They sell it properly. Mar- Marvel films have haven't changed since they've gone to Disney. Pixar films haven't changed since they've gone to Disney. But I'm not sure Disney would be quite the right fit. Because, you know, Bond is still a drinker and shag merchant. <laughs> Maybe it would be better going to Warner's. Yeah, they cl- they clean I mean, Warner's did, fine. They? Warner's did fine with um, Harry Potter. And they're doing, they're getting their, they're starting finally to get their act together with DC. So, and they've had plenty of franchises over the years. 
yeah, Warner's might not be a bad bet. But I just want someone who can do a bit more than a film every four years and utter radio silence in between. That's all. It's not that they've done a bad job, but it's getting Universal. worse. Universal would be quite good. Um, I don't know what else Universal do, but they've done Bourne, haven't they? I can't think what else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, do. yeah. That's another example. Logistically, those films must be a nightmare, and they're big casts, and they get them out a lot fucking faster than Bond films. Is it like, yeah, they've done that every two years, haven't they? Yeah, two, I mean, there, two or three? there will be a three-year gap this time. The next one is 2020. But even then, three years, I'm not complaining about. It's just slipping more and more and more. And I think, well, what's the end game? You've got two people getting older, one a lot closer to old age than the other because he's getting close to, he's in his 70s. And I just think, well, it can't endure. And they don't know how to, exploit's a horrible word because it puts fear into people, exploit. But they don't know how to make the most of what they have because the home releases are rubbish. I mean, Becca, what was the Spectre disc like? Um, a bit pants. Oh, God, yeah, that annoys me. Like, fucking give it Nothing. to someone who knows what to do with it. Yeah, it's very extra light. Yeah. That's always, that's always annoys me about some of these, like, no uh, deleted footage, and you think about all, all the stuff that... Yeah, isn't it? there's no behind the scenes, and it's all stuff you've seen already. Yeah. Or it was available on the 007 website, so well, that's not extra content, is it? You want something that you haven't seen before. Making yeah. of documentaries... Um, so, um, interviews with cast and crew, talking heads. So back on the point, um, Sean Connery's currently on a date with uh, Hilda Ogden, it appears. <laughs> Here we are now, meant to be kind of obviously, obviously in Pinewood, but meant to be on the bus first. Yeah. But it's clearly in, in Pinewood. As, as back projection goes, though, I've seen far, far worse. I thought to know it was pretty poor, but obviously then that was 1962. This film's pretty poor at the end, but this, is, this isn't so bad. I've seen worse in the room. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> Talking to this. I have, have to go and see a disaster artist to see what's going on with that one. That's not good. I really that's, can't that's wait to see good. that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like a day ripped I keep thinking like he's going to go whoops and he just falls in. Yeah, yeah. they bloody hell. Like, all, all right, I'll try and remember what you said. <laughs> I'm always, yeah, I'm always really. <laughs> I love this because I love it. It's like you know, make love, yeah, day and night. Get on with it. Day and night. Tell me about the mechanism. He's the best bond at separating business from pleasure. Yeah, he'll get you all the info. Whereas Roger just mixes the two. Roger would be our quickly bend over. Then Roger's really. This is quite a funny scene. I like this one. I love this scene. All right, many penny. This is all. That's all. That's all. Then I'd go about the mechanism. Pipe, bloody hell. And I've never tried a pipe. I don't know. I never will. I can't imagine you smoking a pipe. No, I can't, no. That's all in M in Tokyo. I can, but only she's wearing a flat cap. If that makes any sense. That's all. Everyone out. That's all, that's all. Ladies out, thank you. And she's listening on the other line. Amazing to think he was drunk most of the scenes he ever filmed. What a pro, eh? He's obviously a high-functioning alcoholic. Well, I say what a pro. It's not that professional to turn up drunk in the first place, but to be no, able but it's high-functioning, so. Yeah. But he was that good. It, it got even worse. He's that good, he can, he can act sober. 
it got it got worse in the seventies because somewhere around I think it was seventy one something like that. I think his wife and a child died in a house fire, mm. and he really sunk into alcoholism then. So by the time sort of the Moore era, and if actually if you watch some of the Roger Moore films, he's noticeably a lot more pale in those. He like, has to wear a lot more makeup, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It looks really made up, and it's quite obvious. Yeah. I just like Bond strolling around being cool as fuck. And he, I, I mean, I know several of the Bonds have been around the same height, but bear in mind, Sean Connery was that height in an era of lower average height than now. So he always looks such a tall, commanding presence in a room, doesn't he? He does, definitely. Well, he's just... You know, he's just, he's a movie star. He's got screen presence, so he just commands the screen. Yeah, definitely. I remember being asked when I worked at a pub if the clock was correct, and I genuinely thought they'd said, "Is your cock erect?" <laughs> it's not a dump. That genuinely happened. They were a bit surprised by my answer. Oh, is he? Given, no, given they were affected like this. Yeah, given they were effectively asking me the time. No, but I don't always walk this way. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure showed him. He's just. Do you reckon we're gonna get like not not be nice, have a nice chilled out bomb film? Like I, I just say, we just like does a lot of just strolling around being cool, looking at evidence, fig- figuring figuring out stuff. Yeah, I know we won't though. They they they're determined to throw. But every time you hear, well, certainly in the Craig era, you'll hear him interviewed and he said, "Our first thought was, how do we top the last one?" And it's like, there's your problem. That's why Bond films get more ludicrous through an actor's run. Um, and they also say things like, "We start with." what's happening in the world today and it's like well that's why you can't get scripts arranged because you, you're desperately you're trying to write it like it's dropped the dead don- donkey or something it, you know let's <laughs> look at South Park haven't they because they make it obviously you know weeks up until but it's still bona fide and it's still relevant so South Park can do it but the Eon can do it well I just think no they can't that's the point it's like well they'll write something they'll write you know the next Bond film will probably doesn't get impeached or something will have something vaguely Trump related in it probably or Putin you related all the stuff I was a civil servant back towards the end of the last decade all those files went missing you know people discs would go missing on trains and stuff like that lo and behold Skyfall comes along and like a load of information on agents goes exactly and I just think like I, I almost think oh, quit please. doing that you know, like, really? Unless you could do something a bit more timeless, because that's how they've ended up so hand to mouth. I think our Bond fan community could actually write a pretty good Bond film. Oh no! I mean, for all my opinion, don't give it to the fucking fans. Really, don't. I mean, look, <clears throat> look when they say who should be the next Bond, and you get the same five or six really tired names, all of which would be shit, or they're too old. Well, no, if they were to keep like Daniel Craig, for example, keep well, Fastbender, Elba. Tom Hardy, Hiddleston. you know, and it's just like Fastbender would have been brilliant, but he is getting too old now, and I don't know that he'd want to do it anyway. The others are wrong for it. I mean, Tom Hardy's five foot fucking nine. How short are we going to go? 
It's just how short. How short has Bond been? Well, Daniel Craig's the shortest at five ten ish, but they're normally six one. Oh. Bond on the Orient Express. And it's not that I mean you can mask heights and there's things you can do, but there comes a point where it's like that's a mismatch. Tom Cruise, but, you know, and also he would be too old anyway by the time it's next available. And then someone will say, "Yeah, but Roger Moore started at forty-five, and it's like, yeah, but he was too old. And in the first view, <laughs> he, he looked supernaturally young for his age anyway. You know, it's just you get fans of don't know what they want. If you put, I bet Spectre, I mean, not the stepbrother bit necessarily." But an awful lot of what was Inspector would meet a tick list where we got the gun barrel back at the start and then we got this and then we got that Inspector come back and we see what happens to Mr. White. A lot of it's in execution anyway. But the last thing I'd want is it to go out to like democracy because, you know, most people don't know what they want. They, they only talk in terms of what they already know. So, I mean, the next Bond might be someone we've never, ever heard of. But if you gave it to the fan community, it would be like Tom Hardy or something. It's just, no, don't, don't give... Fans are fucking idiots, myself included. Do not give it to us. Yeah, this by this stage of the film, um, he's getting very ill, Pedro. Bless him. I don't know. You wouldn't know, would you? It's just he's, he's, he's such a great, incredible great how he's um, hidden it. The pain's a very difficult thing to hide. He's got such a warm pre- um, presence to him that it just sort of like instantly. Yeah, it, yeah it's very. Um, we see it again with Draco, like you know, a few films on. There's always something when he puts the choker chain on it. There's something a bit. I don't know. Marking his territory about it. It's Not cool, Tony. Yeah. I wear this one in Piccadilly. Just places right. she's heard of. I'd like to know, I'd like to know what I wear this one are. in the. I, how do you say? I love dogs. In Cheltenham! Cheltenham! I will watch the. I will wear this whilst watching Unbreakable! In Cheltenham! <laughs> I liked how you rolled your R's on, that was funny. <laughs> Please die quietly. <laughs> Lazy ass bond. Bloody hell, get off your seat. That's always an old school thing to say, isn't it? What? When someone's coughing, it's like, Please die quietly. <laughs> Please die quietly. <laughs> I had a coffin fit today at work and somebody said that to me. I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's really dusty. Got on my chest. Like, Did I quietly, please? I was like, fuck you. <laughs> but it's, it's not nice if you've got a coffin, it's not right. Yeah, he does look a bit paler. Yeah. But it can it kind of works because it adds to his nervousness about the situation. Yeah. I mean, actually, he could be quite clammy, if you like. You know, like ill people can be. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he, he hides it really well. I'm told you can see him limping at the gypsy camp, and I think I've said that, like... Well, it is fact, because I know it to be true, but I, I don't know if I've ever noticed it or not. 
I know he had to be doubled in certain shots and so on. That looks like a man you could trust. Yeah, it's a very trustworthy chap. <laughs> reminds me of that What's guy that in um, uh, what's he called? What? Pencil stripe suit. He's, he's and like a... what's he called in Dad's Army? I'll spiv. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now I've pissed everyone off by all our conservative fans off by saying we should Eon should sell it. I'll, I'll double down. Dad's Army's the most overrated sitcom in history. <gasps> I'm sure I can think of another one. I'm sure there's like a beloved sitcom that that I just think I. It's all personal opinion, isn't it? But it really is. It's like anything. It's a cool. And things date. So there are things that I don't necessarily still enjoy, or even have ever enjoyed. But I can see it. I can go. Yeah, I can see how that's really good. Steptoe and Son's a really good example. I struggle with Steptoe and Son. It's dated, and also he looks so dirty. I can't watch it. It's like that's the whole point. I want to have a yeah, but I want to sit in a fucking bath while I'm watching it, cleaning my teeth. It's like yeah, but I can see it's fantastic. If you watch a hard day's night, they actually play a lot on the dirty old man's um, persona. Richard Lester. Yes. Di- yeah, director of Superman two and three. Yep, hard day's night. Once again, public information, smoking is cool. <laughs> it was acceptable in the 60s. It was. It was acceptable That's at the time. Completely but... not lit or real, because... No, I think it's just a fake cigarette. Because, A, there's no smoke, obviously, well, but it must be ash. Oh, there is, oh, there is, sorry. Yeah, does it look real? I don't know. There'd just be ash going everywhere, unless they're like... Well, them special movie cigarettes... Well, because I know when Dermot Morgan died, Father Ted, I remember thinking, well, he was a smoker, but apparently every cigarette he smoked in that wasn't real. Oh, really? Yeah, Dermot Morgan was not a smoker. Which is quite good, because he did convince me he was fucking desperate for a cigarette. Mmm, lovely facts. (laughs) That That was such a funny episode. But what did he die of? Couple of days before his forty-sixth oh, birthday, that was really sad. he was no age. He had a two-year-old kid, uh, see, but he was working himself to the bone, and he was very high stress. And I suspect there was a genetic element too, as well. Father yeah. Ted, Father Ted, that was a fucking great sitcom. Father Ted only only finished shooting like a few days before. Um, and I know that was that was a few years. Only last year. Yeah. He, he, he'd he been um, diagnosed with Parkinson's, I think. Was there sort of like a decade in it or something like that? There was like... Father Jack died like two decades afterward. Dermot Morgan yeah. died in 98. Yeah. A bit um, but yeah, um, yeah, a couple of days shy of 46. It was a shot. Because the, the, the series hadn't aired by that point either. Yeah, that's how recent it had been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember it being released, and it's like, well, he's already passed away, so it was kind of. But was it always yes. going to be the last season anyway? I 
I was really reading about it a couple of weeks ago. It's worth reading. Like it's, his partner was was talking about because he'd been unwell, excused himself, went to the bedroom, and she said, thinking back, he had a small heart attack there, and then he went back, apologised, and had a mammoth one. It was quite a, it was quite an uncomfortable um, read actually. But for those of you listening who've not heard of it or have heard of it but have never seen it, Father Ted is the same writer who went on to later, or one of them, went on to later do the IT crowd, which I know had a bit more worldwide sort of appeal. Um, it was made in the 90s. There were three seasons of it. Uh, British seasons, though, so only like six episodes. So it's about 18, 19 episodes with a Christmas special. And it might be one of the purely funniest sitcoms I've ever seen. Got better as it gone as well, I think. Yeah. Although I have to say, they'll be it'll be remembered chiefly for them entering the Eurovision Song Contest with my <laughs> lovely horse. And Take for me, sugar love baby, you know you want it. <laughs> Dugan, I think we ought to say it on the whole area of being in love with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it did make uh, Graham Norton yeah. funny. Father Noel. Whelan was it? That was it, yeah. <laughs> I think he's quite funny, but This bit here, this bit here where he slaps her, this is tough. I don't like this bit at all. And they basically she's like betraying him, but I Liar! Yeah. No, I don't like that part. Well, it's a controversial view. Controversial. Thing is, people would lose their shit if they put that in a film now, and I understand why. But in context that that's that's an enemy agent and and his colleague or friend has just been killed and he's like right okay yeah. in a plot that he I need, I need answers. In, in that, that I think it's, it's still it's still shocking and anything like that I mean it's I went meant to, to be shocking I, I go to um local film well, and a film club um and our film was um, Maudie, so the, the biopic of um uh, Maudie, uh, Maud Lewis um and that's kind of set like twenties, thirties maybe. And the scene really early on, like when she meets um Everett and you know, he's kinda of like this loner, just living in his little in his little hut basically. Um and he's just taking her on as a housemaid and they disagree over something and, and he slaps her and Everett, literally everybody in the audience went, <gasps> There was a audible oh, I, mean, I would want breath. it to be acceptable to the point that we weren't shocked. Mm, that's I, not I, I what I'm trying to say. No. But I'm saying that the immediate people are getting very bad now at keeping it in context and I don't just mean that it was made in the 60s I actually mean what's going on in the film if you put it in a film now it would be immediately that's a bad man and it's yeah. like no that is an enemy agent yeah that's and a very effective scene where he's just following it's him a very effective scene well, you see his reflection in there as well I mean, I mean rough... regardless of the context I just think I, anything like that is Still verboten for me, I'm afraid. But still, I don't think you mean verboten. But anyway, well, I, I just, you know, I just don't, don't like it. I was well, <laughs> we're not meant to like it, but I can no. totally defend it being there. Oh no, for sure. But you just think, uh, yeah, 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 within, by the time we get context. to Ma- by the time we get to Majesties, and he slapped her. Mm. In the context of that scene, I was like, no, they should have found a different way to do that. Yeah, I don't do that. But yeah, she, yeah, they effectively an enemy agent because she she has betrayed Bond. And by the time secret. Roger Moore does it, I think fuck, are you having a laugh? We're into the seventies by now. Mm. <laughs> and plus it's Roger Moore, so then it's exceptional Roger circumstances. 
Yeah, it's just that Roger Moore didn't like doing it, and to be honest, it didn't suit his bond anyway. No. Your dad's dead. Bye. One of his many, many sons. The ones he knows about as well. Yeah, the ones he's aware of. Yeah. He's got a very big family. Yeah, such a shit. Incredible to think that guy's been dead 54 years. Mm, that's very sad. His son was in Licence to Kill as the, pres- pre- yeah, as he the was president, the president of... It's... <laughs> 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 He's dead now, so if he's probably got a different president. Yeah, Hector Gonzalez, the 20 million. See, that's quite a moody non-Bond shot now as we go forward. You wouldn't get that in Bond films now. Well, you wouldn't have got it in any of the Bond films that followed. He's not in the film that much, really, is he? No. Who, Red Grant? Yeah. No, not really. I mean, he's there. But he's, the, he's a presence, all, all, I was going to say, all the scenes he's not in, he's there because he's on the train. But you know what I mean, his screen time's mm. not a lot. Yeah. If only he knew what to order with fish. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we go, like on the JBL meetups and everything, very often there is no veggie option or it's fish. So I'm like, I don't want to have the fish option. And it's like, hmm, are you going to order the red wine? I was like, no. You <laughs> want to, to tell you just to piss everyone off. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, would you like the white kind? Do you know I'll have the red kind? That is, um, you should have whatever you want, to be honest with you. That, 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 that's to, um, a Russian agent's weakness, that, isn't red it? Red wine with fish. Um, it's like, just can't say, say no to red wine with fish. That's how you tell they're a Russian agent. And he just knows he's a wrong one. Yeah, definitely. That hat doesn't suit him. Oh, it's weird. What? Yeah, it doesn't suit me. He's the only one in that scene wearing one. But, but it kind of it, it, it works. It, it does kind of work in the kind of... Uh, of his character. Don't trust him, Bond. Trust him. He looks hat, dodgy with a hat on. No, but it's, it's, al- it's also how he comes out sounding like nothing like you expect him to. Yeah, hello, how are we all? I can't tell you what his real voice sounds like. Like Quint and Jaws. Well, not in this, no. Cause I, he's... I mean, the actor, yeah. I can't tell you what he really sounds like. I will have seen him in other things, but I can't readily bring it to mind. Yeah, there's a bit of dubbing in this film as well, I don't know. It's Olga Kurilenko's birthday on the day of release, so that'll give listeners an idea when we recorded this. It is. Well, maybe she should have done the quantum commentary <laughs> She's filming Johnny English 3 at the moment. <coughs> oh, they're doing a Johnny English 3? 
Yeah, because the second one was so good. Mm. I think the second one was actually better than the first, but... I thought the I second think... one was terrible, but... <laughs> I mean, they're they're watchable enough, you know. It's okay, but guy in the second one, because so you had John Malkovich. That was the first one, yeah. Yeah, Pascal then... Sauvage or something. I think he was called. Can't remember who the guy was in the second one. If it was a guy, I can't remember much about it. Yeah, his evil plan was to become king of England. That was the first and one. Have like power to take it. It's like, yeah, which doesn't make sense because like, well, yeah, the queen's yeah. another power. I don't know. Well, technically, the queen owns owns all our land. Hmm. That was the plot, I think. But even so, it doesn't really work. Look at this. No, I, I was thinking about this. She's been in all those trains where you have a sit-in bar and restaurant. Um, I've eaten on a train. I have, and I don't just mean I've gone and what? got like a fucking burger or something. I mean I've had a sit-down meal on a train. Um, I when I was in the civil. You guys service, ever been on the Orient Express though? Well, surprisingly not. I don't, you might have done it, didn't you? What? And Chris, what? So Chris will have been on it, but he didn't eat anything. <laughs> well, you, you, you can do trips like you can go like between London one, and Kent or something, something one, you haven't got to go Venice one you know. stop he did like Manchester to Salford <laughs> that'd be quite good you can, you can do that um, I'd quite like to do it that'd be interesting I mean I haven't been on anything as posh as that but I've been in first class on a train in the dining car and it was nice. really good yeah, they do a really really good job I think it's amazing considering it's such a tiny little space um, I've I've been on the Orient Express, but... I've, I mean, yeah, I've managed, as well. managed to get impressively drunk as well, so... Well yeah, done. What, good times. Seeing as I don't do that no more. I managed to be on the train between Cairo and Luxor. Uh, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of a very rocky journey. Um, but how they did everything, like, in such a sm- you know, small space. Um, That's the thing, they, the kitchens are tiny. Yeah, but it's, uh, the meals are amazing, so... Yeah. You're right. He spotted him do that, as we later know. Yeah. yeah. She drinks it anyway. Well, she didn't spot it. No, I know, but you just think, oh, it's leaving with us. So it's just when it's just when you said she drinks it anyway. It's like, well, no, that wasn't the issue. It was the fact that he spotted it and didn't do anything about it. So I don't know how he thought it was going to play out. But yeah. Lossie Lenya was 83 when she dies, which means she was about 65 when she made this, or when it came out, anyway. She was born in 1898. Yeah. She'd be 119 if she was still alive now. No. She died of cancer. Married five times, impressive. Oh, lucky her. Well, that that's that's um five divorces. Well, or, or unlucky. Three of them died, so. Let's keep the money. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And then we'll get to the infamous fist fight. Yeah. Is it, would you say Red Grant as the best henchman, or would that be something like um, Odd Job or something like that? Best is interpretive. I mean, if you certainly if you listed most recognisable, it would go like Odd Job and Jaws, wouldn't it? Trying to think of other really memorable ones. Knickknack would be remembered by a lot of people. Less so as years go by. But, you know, in the 10 or 20 years after that film came out, he was very, very well known. Mm-hmm. Hinks was a wasted opportunity. Hinks was a huge really wasted opportunity. opportunity. Um, I'll see what he does with his thumb spikes. Well, well, I know what he does, but I want to see music. That. We did see music. Did, you know, you know, kind of we didn't get bits. much of him, no, we didn't. No, that's my point. He, he, well, basically does a Roy Batty, really. That's what he does. He does, pretty much, yeah. Which is funny, because the guy we're looking at now looks way more like Roy Batty. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um... Rooker Howard would have made a great bomb villain. Rooker Howard? Yeah, Rooker Howard. Yeah. Wasn't he considered for Max Orin? Maybe. Fit that profile. But he also considered David Bowie Sting, so... Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, actually, it's been a... It's been a while. I say it's been a while. Silver was pretty good, but... we haven't had an abundance of brilliant villains in the in the latter half of the Bond series. Yeah, which is disappointing. Seeing the last one was Christoph fucking Waltz playing Blofeld. Right, yeah, I mean that should be a fucking slam dunk, shouldn't it? Yeah. Um, is he is he not coming back for that? Is he? What, what's I don't the... believe anything. That I don't believe says any crap subject, that he says. So he said no, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't believe what that tells me is if he comes yeah. back there'll be an element of surprise within the film that like oh my god it's Blofeld <laughs> and like last time Spectre oh, really? just, 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 uh, despite it being with him being a cast or some sort of obvious sort of plot development that kind of says well yeah it's they just it's got it all wrong. wrong built up to it over like, a number got... of years they shot their wad in one film and now they don't know what to do all that effort to get the rights back, it's just... Oh. It's not that I think the film was bad, I said some positive things about it, but as a strategy, this is part of the fucking problem that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. There's no strategy. You've got Spectre back, how do you want that to unfold over the next few years? That's not even about the specific plots of the individual films, because if something happens in the world you want to reflect in the third film of that series, you can either take a break a la Goldfinger where there's no spectre in it or you can sort of change the MacGuffin of the film if you like but where was the arc they just they just spunked it up the wall in the first film and now there's no slow reveal there's no you know creeping spectre no pun intended 
You know, it's really it, it's a shame. There's no strategy. They could have introduced it with the first Bond. What were well, the first? What the first one? I mean, like the first Bond when they introduce the thing the is, they love Daniel, Daniel Craig, so they wanted to use their signature villains with Daniel. I get that. Um, I, I get why they did what they did, but they just painted themselves into a corner. And I understand the live for today thing. You still put all your effort into a film, but you, you've still got an overarching idea, maybe. But no. So yeah, I don't know if he'll be back or not. I really don't. He says no. That's the element of surprise will be whether or not he's yeah. bald. Oh, I couldn't give a shit about that. There's no reason he needs to be bald. <laughs> oh, 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 he's going to look like. Um, look like um, on a rumor in the latest series of Blofeld. Blofeld is bald far less than he's than he's got hair, because yeah. you see his head in from Russia with Love. He's got hair. Can't remember if you see it in Thunderball. But I think he's no. got hair there. In the next yeah, two, yeah. he's bald. He's got hair in Diamonds, and he's got hair in Spectre. Yeah. This whole whole thing that he has to be bald is utter shite. I think it's just so they can fit in with you know the kind of the stereotypical. But yeah. Blofeld in the book look is is not reflected in any of that anyway. So no, you didn't like that. So the scar was enough. Even that was pushing it. But yeah, the scar's enough. The scar. Let's make Shadhand's Garden of Death, and we'll be happy. Yeah. Part of me just thinks fucking Cal. It, it, it will probably be called Shatterhand as well. I, 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 I would I still explode. Think in your original prediction, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's." Yeah, out. I did say that long before it was talked about. But um, I would explode with delight. I couldn't give a shit to be honest with you. I I kind of think um, part of me th- part of me thinks just ignore the last film. I think mean, won't, but part of me thinks just ignore it. Because there'll be some convoluted bollocks to get themselves out of it, and if that's what Christoph Waltz is going to do as that character, don't bother bringing him back. And that's Dave's hot take. Yeah. He wasn't terrible. He was just bland. Yeah. It was just like, oh god, that's poorly written. Yeah. Poorly written, and I don't think he really cared that much. Mm. Mind you, we just talked over like, no, just uh, like a scene. It's actually quite well, tense. There's tension there, but they're into yeah. it. Yeah, like, we a good a, a a good five minutes of of. T- How's he gonna get out of this? Yeah, I I'm not a great one for the good old days, or you know, or kids today and low attention spans and all that. I think there's plenty of good cinema made now, but I think scenes like that are very difficult to get away with in in, in action films now. That 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 creeping suspense where we don't know if it's going to break out into anything or not. That's wonderful. Mm. Oh, she's not even waking up. Wake up. She'll wake up in time for bumpy cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the list of Bond on a train scenes. This ranks number one. Definitely. Um... Because even by today's standards, it's still very it's tough. It's good. It's good by today's standards. They would do things different, but it, it it's it's good. It's, it's good. <laughs> um, I think I think nostalgia plays a part, but this holds up because I mean I read people going on about Jaws with Bond, 
And I don't think that was a very good scene at all because all he did was grab him by the neck and just sort of push him into the ceiling several times. As fights go, that wasn't up to much at all. Um, the Hinks one was okay, but it was, yeah, it was fairly well done. In the old days, I always missed the fact that he actually strangles him with his own what? Yeah. Um. I maybe maybe it was the ICB cut, but I thought, what? He just stabs him in the arm, and that's that it. That could be it, you know. He stabs him in the arm, and he's dead. It's like Taken, the version we Taken three, I think it was the version we or was it Taken two? I forget which now. Well, the, the, the version both we got badly. in cinemas. Yeah, it was a PG thirteen cut. But it meant that it made no sense. So, so you'd have like um, people dying from sitting down, and it's because in the long, longer <laughs> cut they were impaled on something. Yeah, I think Comes it was like really one of the guys towards the end. He just he he just sort of like leaned his yeah, arm on his face. It, he's dead. And you thinking, what was that? Mind you, diamonds was a bit like that. He pulled him on the arm and he's knocked out. <laughs> Whistle hooting. <clears throat> yeah, and I always felt sorry for this guy, but I didn't realise he was actually <laughs> Russian agent as well. Perhaps that was the only place he could be get work. Perhaps he really wanted to be a lumberjack. That's okay. That's okay. So is the Orient Express then like really, really expensive luxury, even today? I don't know. Never been on it. Really? It's got a lot of flowers though, isn't it? I thought he's taking his belt off. What are you going to do, James? <laughs> <coughs> oh. That's me to know, you'd find out. Oh, he's resting on a nice bed of flowers. We'll skip over the fact she's vulnerable to any passers-by. 
You never see any, any leather-clad henchmen these days, do you? I don't know, do we? I feel like that's the sort of thing we would see in fucking taking big fucking leather coats. See it with flowers. Unless they're like on a myrtle bike or something. But... Mm. This goes on. They couldn't look any more like Nazi-ish if they oh, tried. This it. goes on way too. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, it's not like they've got to stop in mid-air at customs or anything. They'll be alright. <laughs> This is way before the fall, putting rocket launches on the This goes on way too long. That is basically north by northwest. Except that was a plane. It was like a crop duster. I've heard it said on podcast, and I've probably said it myself, that it's almost like they've hired it for a day and it's expensive and they're going to get the fucking most out of it. Yeah, exactly. They've got this chopper, let's just use it. How many times does he do that? It's just, it's just. Um... But he had little Nelly now. Isn't the scene that crops up on um, in the credits for uh, for Goldfinger? It's one of the scenes that's projected onto a body, and it doesn't appear yes. in the film. Yeah, that's on there. As so is the. Um... Oh, there's another scene. No, I think that is the scene. I was thinking of the golf, but the golf is in Goldfinger. Uh, for years, it was. I mean, because there's a bit of a cliche of the fans, you know, casual viewers like Goldfinger more than the fans, and this is like, you know, thought of as one of the quality films in the series. It was almost heresy to say this, but I am absolutely sure now I prefer Goldfinger to this. I think they're both terrific films, but I do prefer Goldfinger to this. I, I have a much more enjoyable time with it by and large. But it's top tier Bond. This, there's no doubt. Mm. Was this in your top ten? Yeah, it was uh, fifth, something like that. Oh, yeah, so I can't remember. But I think, you put it sixth. I think it was in. You put it sixth. Yeah. Was it sixth? Because so you and I had the same top, top sixes in slightly different orders. You put Daylight's fifth, and I put Daylight six. So we yeah. we had five and six the same, but the other way round. We all and had four. Casino Royale, Majesties were the our top three were the same, but we had yeah our top twos were the other way around. Becca had the second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they can get on the boat and have a shag now. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got Jim Got um, they've got a sex tape as well. They don't, even, they don't make any money out of it, aside from the sign of the times. <laughs> if only they fall you ahead. Come and join in, but you've got to keep your hands to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> this scene. So are, are they well, on the lake, aren't they? Hang on, what, Becca? This scene, like, this boat chase scene, this seems a little bit redundant to me. 
especially on a quite a big lake as well. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm just wondering where is it to get and where the, all those other boats come from? Somewhere else on the lake. There we go. In you go. Oh, at least he released his hands. Oh, bastard. Where are we going? Over there. Venice, but not before your chums turn up. Uh, give me those charts. I was in the Navy, you know. <laughs> there is much more of a tie to his naval past in the early films than there is. Yeah, you don't get it so much now. Well, an awful lot all... of them finish on water. A number yeah. of films he ends up getting, you know, copping off with some woman on water. Water, exactly. Um, and of course, he's only Sean is one of the few to wear the uniform as well. Oh, it's got the the camera kind of tilting. That no, that hat he's holding would not suit him with what he's wearing there. He's, he's having a day out at a like black tie cricket event or something. This <laughs> is sort of come in looking smug, really. I have a plan. I'm going to say it looking smugly. I've got a plan, and it's as hot as my pants. Cool. Ah, deadly. Oh, this is where he gets it. Yes, bottle one. So sweaty. I hope that was pre-arranged. Like, Blofeld now doesn't go, Oh, man, kick her, you stupid bastard! Oh, no, I changed my mind! I was just telling her off! What about that? Didn't you realise? I don't tolerate failure. Number three, her! Oh, well. <laughs> he had tickets to a black tie event as well. <laughs> Andy, Andy was into the semi-finals of the chess. <laughs> I mean, what, what am I going to tell, tell his mum? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I've always thought it was Blofeld kicked, but the so way it's shot. Yeah, I know. Just call, him, just call Gogol in to watch. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he got uh, there quick. Ahoy, yeah. <laughs> oh, ahoy, oh, Mr. Bond. That's literally never come been said to oh, me. Ahoy, Mr. Bond. Ahoy, <laughs> oh, Mr. Bond. You think I'd get that in like a fish restaurant or something, wouldn't you? Ahoy, oh, Mr. Bond. Yeah. But no. This, I don't know where this was filmed. It's not the brightest, is it? It got. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking out for Luke Skywalker standing on in one of these. Yeah, it is pretty much like that. He's got to do something about this. I've got cans of fuel back of my. Yeah, dump them, dump them. What can I do? 
This is getting beyond a joke now. <laughs> I'm getting right miffed. What was that part you would say? <laughs> stop shooting at me! <laughs> I've had enough of this now. Stop it! <laughs> Wish, wish, Russian twats with Russian uh, Justin Black with lemon Russian piping. Russian shits. <laughs> Black jumpsuits with lemon piping. Why are the cups wobbling? What's going on? <laughs> there you go. One shot and that's it. That, that, that looks inspired Daniel. One shot, massive explosion. Yeah. <laughs> one shot, that'll do. Yeah, then you're one shot, Craig. <laughs> Play Benny Hill music over this. Seemingly, <laughs> 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 that bloke who went to go one way fell, thought, shit, there's fire there, and then just did the other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, shit! <laughs> Quick, we're on fire! <laughs> Ouch! I just washed these as well. <laughs> I have, I have. Oh. I tell you what, though, I don't care how many layers you're in, it does take balls to be set on fire for a film. Oh, no. That's a lot of orange juice. That ball hasn't changed, you know, that. that... Sparkly water. No. <laughs> what was it, Pellegrino? They've changed their. Um, yeah. They haven't changed their their logo. Their I, didn't, I didn't see it. Was it San Pellegrino? Because that's like the famous. Um, Probably, yeah. I imagine it would have been. Water. As much as fizzy water can vary at all, I really like it. Which How much of that is psychological? Because I know the bottle it came out of. I don't know. Good, yeah. Because it's just fizzy Probably water, is. but it, I remember liking it. Get it now. I've got to find. Uh, I've got to find I'm new addictions. addictions now. I've given up my old ones. Oh, yeah, how's the ve- veganism? How's the vegetarianism going? I'm not a vegan, but yeah, no, no, it's no. going fine. Well, yeah, going a few weeks in. Now. Wait, was she on. hoping just to sneak out with that? I think she was. I think so. Yeah, it's a good job she put the right shoes on, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm not wearing my fucking... I was just going to grab it and walk out. I didn't realise. All the things that they could do slippers. to swap bond, and in the end, they result to pretty theft. Yeah. yeah. Leave that there, you thieving bitch. Some nice... That shot there, away. that yeah. shot of him there looking up from the phone is used in a lot of stills. It really is. Yeah. Always a really clear shot. That room will look great in 4K because there's so much detail in the wall there. God. That wallpaper, fucking hell. Yeah. No. She is lovely. She pretty much retired, didn't she? A lot of the book, a lot of a lot of women did in that day and age when they like. Yeah, she sort of made this and was like, "That's it." Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them, they you know, they worked. You see them in Bond films, and then three or four years later, they've given it up for marriage and kids and stuff. That's it. Yeah, they've had a family or yeah, go elsewhere. But it was like it was something you did while you were single and then gave it up. Hmm. 
was it? No, I was, you know, expected to work, but obviously then it was expected, you know, you'd have kids run the home. Yeah. Look at her face. It's so smug. Smug bitch. But yeah. Ah! That's not particularly convincing action, but there you go. No matter what saves the day. There's something about her kicking out. It's all very sort of, it's, you know, real spiteful kind of character. It is, yeah, sneaky. There's no You nearly got him up the balls then. That was quite funny. I, I like her. I've always really liked her. I think she dies a horrible death. Well, she doesn't. She's just shot. I know, but I just think that's quite... Oh. I mean, just shootings as way The expression to go. on her face, I just think, oh, no. Oh, I see what you mean. Mind you, she, that's a bit of a coming face there. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> it, it is one of the... It is very... It is a bit. It is a bit. Hey, did you notice she, did you notice she looks like she was coming? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> we mean don't come, James. Don't be ridiculous. In Japan, <laughs> Sean's, look, Sean's looking a little bit like. Yeah, like I don't know that's like, traumatized. A bit I'm upset not... by the whole experience. He's seen. He's seen what a coming face looked like, and no, re- no regrets. He didn't <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that well, he's more a lover than a fighter. He I did. Guess. Yeah, that's very sad. I don't. What did he die of? Do we know? Death. Um, oh, right, cheers. <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't learn anything, Chris. Well, this is it. <laughs> Let me hey. Whoa, whoa, that's getting off like the, with each other like this reminds me. We got a sex tape, should we have a look? We got a sexy tape. Oh, well, they're open to film one as well, look. Mm, sexy times all around. Let's have a look. Whoa. Let's look at the sexy tape. Yep, she's actually sucking my cock. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll this show you if you like. What, what do you think happens after that? Because we can't see anything. You're that would be so uncomfortable to do. Trying outstretched arm. Yeah, not quite the end. One will return. Liver cancer. Christ, yeah. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, God. Yeah, but he wasn't an old old man. I think he was no, in yeah. his fifties. Morzini. That's what he's called. Ernst Blofeld? Question mark. Question mark. Anthony Dawson's the answer. <laughs> but we didn't know that then, did we? So. No, we didn't. Yeah. He was born Terence Edward Parsons, but his wife, Mickey, and three children, Mitchell, Michelle, and Matthew, going all the M's. Okay. Is this I, think, I just think that's interesting. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very dated, the song, but I kind of like it. From Russia with love. It's got the voice of an angel. <laughs> That's all the lyrics I know. That's a hundred episodes of, of, of quality voice work. It really is. That people can enjoy and possibly masturbate to. Of quality talking. Mm. Quality jibbing on about Bond. One hundred episodes. There will be at least one hundred more, I am convinced of it. If not many, many more than that. <sighs> Um, <laughs> 100 you sound like that's a really bad idea do you want to quit Becca one 
But uh, no, I don't. I just think bloody hell, hundred. How did it come to this? Oh, I see what you mean. I thought it was the suggestion of Christ more. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it was. It was just like as soon as Sorry. you said it, it was the kind of sigh Becca gave. Like, oh, oh, for hundreds. That most most podcasts <laughs> don't get past. I think statistically. Come on, Becca. We got all. I think most, to do. most podcasts statistically don't get past like the fifth episode. No, so, I, I, yeah, I did mean that. I didn't mean that. Like, oh my god, really? You know, I just like to, I was, to get to a hundred. And it I'm, has, I'm really, I'm really pleased that we have reached a hundred, and I'm happy to do a hundred, if not two hundred, and many, many more. So, looking yeah. forward to it, chaps. This is open ended now. We started as a Bond podcast, so um, we'll die as a Bond podcast. No, but we'll, we'll always come back to do Bond, even when we run out of commentaries. We'll find some kind of theme Bond stuff to do somehow, now and again. Um, but yeah, so I, all I wanted to say um, is thank you all for listening. Thank you. Yes, thank you so for, much, everybody. For this show, um, it, it works, and we love doing it. Yeah, I can only echo what they've said. Thank you ever so much for listening, everybody. Everyone who supported us over the short time we've been doing it. Um, thank you for being with us along the journey, um, and we hope to do many more. Indeed, we shall. Indeed, we shall. We've got uh, exciting coming up, haven't we? Uh, so um, what 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 are we doing after after this? We've got an episode next week, which I will cu- I will announce. I'll close out the show with that because uh, we skipped straight in order to hit the, this as well, our one hundredth episode. We skipped a Bond commentary between Star Wars and Back to the Future, so we've agreed to do two back to backs. Chris delayed his choice. I'm going to do my choice. It gives us more of a buffer between heading into what will be a longish series because it's Quentin Tarantino and that's at least nine films and if that, that's only if we do the ones he directed only um, which we'll talk about in during the next episode uh, during some lull I'm sure um, but yeah we got, we move on to Quentin Tarantino in two episodes time at the moment it, it's looking like it'll be the nine he he's directed to date we'll do the two kill bills separately because they were released separately um, so whilst he counts himself as having done eight films, there's been nine theatrical releases. Um, whether we add any more to that, we'll talk about offline. But no, I think that it's definitely the nine, which puts it at the longer end of what we do, although we've got longer to come with Marvel. but um, So yeah, we wanted to do another buffer episode and also keep that sort of run of commentaries coming. So there will be a commentary next week. But in the interim, social media, folks. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Simmertrox on the on the Twitter. Uh, obviously, uh, this podcast, uh, UK, um, where where I have all posts and all podcasts, which I will update whenever I feel like. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. And you can follow us at Expected to Talk on Twitter, facebook.com slash Expected to Talk. You can also find our podcast on YouTube, search Do You Expect Us to Talk. And also head on over to iTunes, and if you search for Do You Expect Us to Talk there, and listen to our podcast and give us a glowing five-star review. Thank you very much. And if you want, you can also email us, talk at gmail.com. So Dave, we've reached the end of our From Russia Love commentary. What's next? Do you expect us to talk? We'll return with a commentary on The World Is Not Enough. <gasps> dun, dun, dun.